0: This is Amber. And
1: this is Shannon.
0: And you're listening to Twin, Twin Beach, the chicken fanatics podcast.
1: It's fucking great. hey everybody curb your combs and wet down your waddles it's time for episode 11 of the twin beaks chicken Chicken podcast Podcast. i'm shannon and i'm amber and welcome to the podcast let's see here uh i want to start a bit by talking about something that we haven't talked a lot about uh our website and some of our social media outlets that we have um Let's see. Yes, you can visit us at TwinBeaksChickenPodcast.com. And on the website, we've got the uh, forum there. I've started a few topic conversations there, but we haven't really been discovered yet there on the forum, have we? So
0: go find us.
1: Yeah, go find us us on the forum. (laughs) And, you know, your fellow chicken fanatics, of course. That's what we want. We want people to talk amongst themselves there in the forum. Uh, we're going to put a lot of different topics up there where, uh, you know, just to sort of elaborate on things that we can't go into in depth for the show. And, of course, other people have ideas that we haven't heard of, and we're really looking forward to that. So stop by in our forum. Uh, let's see, you can contact us through the website. Uh, We have a contact page there, and then that sends us your thoughts, pictures, whatever it is. Tell us about what you think of the show. We'd like to hear from you what you think about the show. Uh, Any sorts of suggestions, really. Uh, Let's see what else. And yeah, Amber's been doing a fantastic job of posting all sorts of chicken pictures. We've got pictures of our own chickens we've got pictures of other chickens antique pictures of mm-hmm. chickens what else do we got all up there in the art
0: i really enjoy the really old victorian art with chickens or just um right, kind of the stranger side of chicken aesthetics and uh you're
1: you not going to find much clip art on our no, website
0: not your normal you know um Easter chicken sort of stuff, but um, the more obscure... There's enough of that out there, I think. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. the stuff you don't see too often, different stuff.
1: So, so far I've put up a couple of articles on the website uh, in our blog, Mm -hmm. and our blog is basically going to be a combination of stuff that we write... Um, stuff that we think is particularly interesting from other places on the website. And, of course, uh, you can get to our podcast through through there.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you can um, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. There's a link on our website to make that easy to do as well.
1: And, uh, by the way, Amber and I have not been... uh, building the website for a long time so there's still a couple quirks we're working out and one of those is that I cannot seem to make my own account uh in the back end of the website so I've been posting a lot as Amber yeah. so Amber insisted repeatedly <laughs> that I uh out myself as not being her yeah and uh you'll see I suspect over time that Amber and I have very distinct, uh, well, focuses, really. And, uh, you know, so there's a sort of flavor to what I write and a flavor to what she does on there as well that's distinct. And you'll you'll get the idea who it is. Or I might (laughs) actually start signing things. I think you should. Or maybe... I can figure out why it is that WordPress will not let me log yeah, into the page.
0: We're new to all of this. We have a lot to learn. So. It's the funniest There's thing. I can log things. into WordPress,
1: but I can't log into the page. Yeah. Uh, if you know what is going on there, please send me an email. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll do something to make that worth your while because, gosh. Uh, let's see. Anyway. So what else do we have about the uh, website? Um, anything else on the website?
0: No, I don't know. That pretty much covers it. I just Please. say go go see for yourself. We've got all kinds of little things on there. And,
1: and contribute. Go... Show yeah. us pictures of your chickens. Yeah, we want to see. Show us your birds. We
0: love seeing pictures of other people's Let's see. chickens.
1: You can also get a hold of us on Facebook, Uh Amber is frontlining that arena. Yeah, we've so got the tell Twin, us about Beaks, that.
0: Uh, Twin Beaks Chicken Church on there, which is a place for people to, you know, share their own things with each other. It's a, it's a group, so anyone who's part of the group can post pictures of whatever they really like having to do with chickens. And then we have another page just called Twin Beaks, where that's kind of where we post our own stuff that's more related to the website, Um, so if you're more of a Facebook person, you can keep track of what we're doing there. So got options.
1: And there's been a lot of activity on those pages, which.
0: Yeah, it's been a lot of fun.
1: Of course, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to us in iTunes. You can get regular podcast episodes that way. And, uh, we'd love to have, uh, what do they call it there on iTunes? Comments, feedback, uh. Ratings, you know, please please give us good ratings on iTunes that really helps with uh, the show and uh, Amber built the uh, mother of all Pinterest pages, apparently, <laughs> right?
0: Sure, yeah, yeah. There's
1: a lot so, of chicken pictures on oh,
0: there. Oh, yeah. I'm a little obsessive and crazy. When I get on my chicken hunting spree looking for pictures, I just uh, go down the rabbit hole, and there is uh, probably more than any average person can really handle as far as chicken stuff. So if you yeah. have a insatiable appetite for all things chicken... That sounds really weird. Sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> An insatiable appetite. Check it out. Don't say that too loudly in front of the hens. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I swear I didn't mean it like that.
1: <laughs> it's not what you think. No, anyway. come out of the box. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to the uh, flogging of the social media segment. Um I just wanted to say that I'm not going to take up uh, several minutes of the show to tell you about our various social media platforms, uh, or I'll probably mention them at the end of the show from now on, but it's uh, a rather new thing, and we haven't really talked about it, so we're kind of excited. It's been very exciting, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very new. (laughs) So let's go on to the chicken update. So I just wanted to say about the chicken update is that we've sort of decided that, you know, we started out with the chick update. And that was, of course, a lot of fun to bring the chicks in. So Amber and I are just going to talk about things that happen with our chickens that we think you guys might like to consider or, you know, toss around. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll try not to... uh, go on and on too much about our birds no
0: we we have some exciting adventures with them in fact we haven't really talked about them too much since they were uh you know chicks and moved back moved out into the coop so, so what's
1: been going on with them
0: well it's been a while now the most exciting thing was when they got to roam in the yard they began to mow our grass for us
1: oh that's true the
0: grass was their favorite food well and you call it grass well, weeds, whatever, all kinds of stuff.
1: It's a f- sea of uh, that onion stuff.
0: Uh huh. But they yeah. went for the grass first. It is really quite beautiful. It, it turned our backyard into from a weedy lot full of just all kinds of scraggly stuff into this almost manicured looking pasture. With um, they they like ate the grass down to about an inch, and then they left most of the wild onions and these other flowers. So it's like these little splashes of flowers coming up with this perfect manicured little lawn. It was kind of amazing. I thought, wow, if people ever considered having a lawn mowing service where they used chickens to accomplish the job, um, they they did a really nice, nice looking job out there. So that was cool.
1: So at one point, it was sort of this field of wild onion, Mm you know, just solid (laughs) wild onion where there would be a lawn otherwise. Yeah. And the chickens demolished that. Oh, yeah. So our housemate uh, did something, (laughs) and I don't know why I had never thought about doing this in this way, where I guess he decided that the wild onion was a bit too much because it was tall and thick. And so he just took chicken feed and he threw it and scattered it into the onion, and the chickens just in a day just ripped it all to shreds.
0: They scratched it all up,
1: they just tore it apart. It was like somebody went in there with a scythe like a weed just, whacker. Yeah, it was very clever of them, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to have to pick a bunch of weeds, you mm-hmm. just want to knock them back, throw yeah. chicken feet in there, and turn the hens loose on it. I guess.
0: Yeah, it's kind of amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So what
1: else in chicken update world?
0: Well, they laid their first egg. Oh, that's true. A day or two after spring equinox, Isn't so that, that nice? was really special. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: always a nice.
0: Thing, yeah, and eggs. um, there was one, and it was a a small little egg, and then mm-hmm. soon after, they all got busy because now that hen, the nesting box is just bursting with eggs. Yeah. Uh it's it's kind of overwhelming. Our our housemate actually offered to um He's buying he's, in. Yeah, he's buying in on the chicken eggs. He's going to start helping pay for feed. Um and I'm really happy about it cuz boy, we've we've got a lot of eggs coming.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, one way you can just cut your feed bill by half, thirds, whatever is just surplus eggs to neighbors or whoever. It's pretty yeah. simple. People are usually excited for that. Totally. Just cuz they like the idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. All the eggs are very small so far. So far, they're going to get bigger, but yeah, yeah, and they're sometimes, little dainty things.
1: Sometimes first eggs will be weird in different ways, right? Rubbery. Yeah,
0: we haven't had any of that. My last misshapen um, flock that's normal. had that. Yeah,
1: nothing to be concerned about. No,
0: but that that hasn't happened at all this time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that happened, and then one of our hens got loose. She was. We live in Oakland, kind of in the ghetto. It's, um, oh gosh, there's lots of wild stray dogs. There's a lot of traffic. There's um, dirty, nasty, diseased pigeons, cats, cats um, all kinds of dangers out there. And our hen, um, our, our alpha hen got over the fence, even though her wings are clipped and Had a big adventure and I went all over maybe half a block down on both sides looking for her in neighbor's yards and didn't see her anywhere. So she had gotten quite far and later on in the day she was in our neighbor's front yard again and he helped um, us capture her and get her back in the backyard and she just looked absolutely terrified. She had had a crazy adventure and she was smart enough to find her way back, which was amazing. I'm really glad, really glad she's back home. Yeah, so...
1: Yeah, and uh, that was when we <clears throat> noticed the comb issue.
0: Yes, shortly after. She had some things that looked like blisters on her comb, and um, we noticed them on two of the other chickens' combs, too, and we're still not really sure what they are because we thought they might have been a avian pox, but... Um, they looked like the. Pictures they kind of looked like that. On
1: Google Images.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, is they're not spreading, and mm-hmm. they aren't getting worse, and none of the other chickens have them. I had um, a little bit of a suspicion that they it, they may have gotten just a sunburn because it they appeared a day after there was a really hot, hot, intense day, and it was only on the hens that had the really big combs and um I treated it by putting some iodine on the spots and they just seem to be healing and and going away. So yep. we're not I'm not really sure what it was, but fortunately they're getting better.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, uh what are you gonna do if it goes away? It's well that's whatever it is, they got over it. Yeah. And that's that.
0: That's just a, a fortunate thing, yeah. It's very um lucky for us.
1: Yeah. So then uh well I had the chicken update too and ah. this it it what reminded me, you know, that I to give the uh listeners if especially the first time coop builders, <laughs> I, uh something to think about. And it seems like a small thing, but then I thought about it and I thought about all of the chicken coops that didn't have this little thing. So what happened was Amber asked me to put the birds away at night cuz she was <laughs> or at, you know sunset because she was going to be out for work and of course I thought to do that and uh it, I you know let it run a little bit later than I probably should have and I went outside and there were just the chickens were all over <laughs> the yard because the door blew shut
0: Oh man
1: And um, (laughs) so, you know, I spent, I don't know, 10 minutes, which is a long time for our our yard, which isn't huge, um, looking around in the yard trying to find the birds who, of course, when they can't go inside, they stash themselves somewhere Mm -hmm. uh, to the best of their ability. Not all chickens are very good hiders. (laughs) Some of them are kind of clueless about it, but they try and that can make finding them in the dark or near dark an adventure i'd almost given up on one i just could not find it and just when i was about to just go inside and say well i guess hopefully it shows up tomorrow i saw it (laughs) but uh so yeah build a coop that you can latch the door open somehow
0: a good suggestion
1: and it reminded me of this funny story where um I used to live out in the middle of nowhere. It was an hour from town and I was going to go on a date with this uh, lady. And, uh, so, you know, I got dressed up and, uh, got ready to go to town and it was, you know, an hour and a half away and something had happened. I was just like, okay, got to put away the birds, hop in the car and head to town. And, uh, I walked out there and something had pushed the door shut. Oh, no. And my 30 or 40 chickens were just scattered amongst the bushes, you know, the thick, tangled bushes of my acre and a half yard.
0: I mean, how do you even deal with that in a situation where, like, at least in our yard, you can kind of corner them because it's so small? But, like, what do you do with, like— Do you got to go individually pick every single chicken up and put it in? And stuff it in the house. Oh, my God. Or you just
1: leave it outside and... Hope
0: hope for the best?
1: Yeah, which I wasn't into. Oh, yeah. So here it is like, oh, no, I'm going to be late. (laughs) Oh, no. And I've got this suit on and I'm...
0: At least you have a charming excuse.
1: Picking through the bushes trying to extricate these flapping hens (laughs) in the dark and it was... Yeah, so anyway. Oh, dear. (laughs) It's... And all that could be avoided sometimes with just a latch.
0: Yeah. My goodness.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, that's something to think about. And uh, that's our chicken update with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: We've we've got to do something to prop the door open.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yep. That was kind of crazy.
1: Anything else with them? Those crazy birds? Not too much. So, yep.
0: So, it's time for the uh, Chicken Cabinet of Curiosities. Uh
1: what uh is inside uh your Cabinet of Curiosities this week? Oh, it's
0: very, very, very curious this Uh week because um, some freaky French artist fellow named Abraham Poincheval, he plans to hatch a dozen chicken eggs with his own body heat. Really. Really. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be an art, in, you know, installation. He's mm-hmm. going to he's going to uh, set up shop in a gallery in a uh, kind of like a terrarium style thing, a glass mm-hmm. box. And he's going to have a chair where the eggs can be like kind of right underneath him. But he's not having to actually, you know, sit on on them, so he can sit comfortably, and then he mm-hmm. had someone design this blanket that's supposed to hold in a lot of body heat, and mm-hmm. he's gonna you know try to eat spicy foods and ginger and all this to raise his body temperature mm-hmm. uh to hopefully hatch these twelve eggs in a performance called lo and behold egg. Um, and
1: he <laughs> <Clever>. says, that, <laughs> how
0: creative, <laughs> where did he get that? Um, I don't know. That's kind of an intriguing choice of names really. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, he says if he's successful hatching these little chirpers, they're mm-hmm. going to go live with his parents. I wonder how they feel about that. But
1: hopefully he asked.
0: Yeah. Hopefully he asked, you know, those crazy artist types sometimes they're Might not, not, you have know, done that you've, you've known
1: those crazy artists. Those types, crazy artists, people. W- watch out for them.
0: Yeah. they're always these crazy things. Anyhow. But so, yeah, this is this is totally nutty. Um, he's only going to take one half hour break a day for the four weeks that the eggs are incubating. And. Huh. um you know, there's some issues with this whole experiment. One main one is yeah. that the, the chicken's body temperature is actually usually Higher. around 104 to 105 degrees. So it's kind of questionable whether he'll actually be able to incubate these eggs at all with his body temperature. Yeah. And as far as I know, no one, no human has, uh, I mean, I tried as a child, but my mother said, stop that. Don't, don't do that. You're going to.
1: You tried to do that.
0: I did try to hatch an egg as a child. I tried to sit on a chicken egg.
1: Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm, but it, you I'm know. throwing out the notes and we've got to talk about this. Okay. So, uh, you were how old when you did this?
0: Oh, probably eight or nine.
1: Uh-huh yeah and did you have a fertile chicken egg?
0: Absolutely not. Let no. me tell you okay, what a so little background no history chance. of this egg this uh these friends of ours lived way out in the middle of nowhere in a place called Deming, Washington, and they um lived on a some acreage that had previously been a chicken farm, like a large operation, mm-hmm. but it was abandoned so basically there was these long. Uh, barn type buildings with all the hen, you know, enclosures and stuff. And some there was still some eggs in there. I so see. essentially what you I found had one. was a uh, ancient, probably r- chicken. rotten oh, egg, boy. which is why my mother was like, please, dear God, don't do that.
1: Get that thing out of here. Before do not it happens. try to
0: hatch that vile atrocity. That's yeah. an abomination. Yes, I don't want, want to see to what's going to hatch, hatch out of that very egg. Very badly. Some foul, demonic vapors will hatch out of that egg.
1: Right. Put right. it away forever. Sensible of mom. Yeah. Good mom. She should have so, gotten you a fertilized chicken egg. That would have been the right thing to do. Yeah, totally. And taught you how to turn it.
0: Maybe I would be a famous artist.
1: Well, that's an interesting story. Kids do the funniest things. So, <laughs> all right. Please continue. All right. So, the I, next I had to thing... find out
0: oh yeah it's pretty interesting yeah um yeah so next uh there's been this video going all over the internet everybody's going wild about it it's a a giant chicken and um at first people thought it might have been a child in a chicken suit it was so large it's huge whoa yeah so everybody's going crazy is it real is it really a chicken? Is it photoshopped? What is right. that thing? That thing scares me. That's—I was actually surprised how many people were frightened of it,
1: well, rather you know, than
0: excited or intrigued about it.
1: Maybe it's got a score to settle for all of chickenanity.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe Those it's aggro chicken. <laughs> guilt, guilty conscience, maybe. Yeah. But um, so what it is? It's actually a giant Brahma chicken. And they're um, often known as the king of poultry, and they are um, usually around twelve pounds, but have been known to reach an astonishing uh, nineteen pounds for some of the roosters. A nineteen-pound chicken.
1: I think there's a beer called something like that. Nineteen-pound rooster. (laughs)
0: They're 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 huge, and they were. a breed that was developed in america from very large fowls from china they um hmm. they have feathers on their feet they're very fluffy the which feather makes, foots yeah they're feather and they're they're fluffy feather foots. Big big Yeah. that's funny yes gentle giants oh yeah they're very sweet really yeah hmm. yeah they're very sweet chickens so um
1: I, I had a question what's that you said Giant Brahma. Mm-hmm. Now, is the name of the breed Giant Brahma, or are you just saying mm. it's a Giant Brahma?
0: I've heard. I can't answer that question exactly. Oh, okay, I, th- I mostly hear them referred to as just Brahmas.
1: I see, and okay. I
0: I also saw in some articles some people called them Giant Brahmas, but I mm. I think
1: so. It's unclear as to whether or not it's a uh, actual. Yeah, I'm you know not what I'm... sure. And mm.
0: I I do know that they're they aren't the largest chicken actually. They're not. Okay. No, I mean um but they're they're very big. But wow. the, this this particular chicken's name was Mirakli and mm-hmm. he belongs to a man named Fatim from Albania. And um I actually was curious and lo- wanted to know what does that name mean, so I looked it up. And um, it means curious or inquisitive. <laughs> and, um, yeah, Brahma's are great chickens. They, um, they're they a great conversation starter, of course, because they're just so giant, and everybody's going to want to know what the heck is up with that uh, mm. chicken. They're extremely friendly and docile. They lay huh. around 150 eggs a year, so they're good okay. egg layers, good brooders, and they're really tolerant of hot and cold weather, so... Um, they're really nice chickens, hmm. but they're not like those meat birds that beef up really quickly like we've hmm. talked about before. They take a long time, like they say three years to really? put get to their full size. So they're slow really? growing chicken, huh. um, but they're very, very big.
1: Well, that's different.
0: Yeah. And if you look up this video, it's pretty cool. I mean, it just the way it moves and everything it it just
1: Hmm. yeah yeah i saw that it was an interesting looking bird yeah giant brahma chicken that's where you find that yeah viral video
0: yeah so that's pretty cool i thought it was neat
1: so got anything else for us no all right let's see Well, I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. (laughs) And that you tried to hatch an egg. That's pretty great. Yeah. Oh, so that guy, yeah. We didn't actually, I was kind of intrigued about that. Yeah. Because at first I kind of thought, wow, that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. And, um, you know, in some ways it is. But then wouldn't that be neat if you could actually do that?
0: That would be neat. Imagine the connection you'd have with those little chicks,
1: yeah. yeah, um, turning it sounds like a challenge, yeah, and I don't know, I know if he's know. thought of that there's so much inst well oh, gosh
0: I mean. I wonder how he much must he's researched. He must have done researched. some research. I hope so. But he hasn't done enough research to know, like, even the ideal temperature that a mother hen would well, be. Well, he sounded
1: concerned about that, like he was trying to eat chili peppers, which I'd like. Yeah, Good luck, buddy. But
0: you're not going to be able to raise your body temperature up that. That's like fevers. That's like... Um, fever level. That's like go-to-the-hospital fever level for yeah, humans. Yeah, sure. That's true. So... I know. He's not going to do that, and I wonder what effect that might have on the development of the eggs. But oh, it's a really—I'm
1: sure somebody in the industry could tell you that in a it, heartbeat.
0: It's an interesting, <laughs> it's a very interesting endeavor, to say the least. I
1: suspect it won't work.
0: I suspect it might not work either. But
1: all the best. French I think it's guy.
0: neat that someone—I
1: hope—is
0: doing something so weird. All the best.
1: That's pretty weird.
0: Gets points for being weird.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyhow, so I thought it would be neat to talk about uh, things you could do with your chickens. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, you've got these birds and they're in your backyard. And we've been talking about setting up, uh, you know, to get ready for them (laughs) and setting up the yard. Mm -hmm. Now they're here and sure, you're going to get eggs and they're nice to... Watch them walk around in the yard, and mm. they do all sorts of entertaining. How do you things. raise the bar, though? Let's raise the bar. Yeah, on... take it
0: to the next level.
1: Let's take our chicken thing to the next. level. I mean, level. we're fanatics. That's right. Yeah. So it turns out you can do all sorts of interesting things with chickens, like teach them to play tic tac toe, mm-hmm. which is pretty. You can teach them to play there. the shell game. The shell game. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. And, uh, let's see, run obstacle courses, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. up and down ladders, teeter-totters, hopping over uh, things, running through holes and things.
0: Jump on command, choose a special card from the deck of cards.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Play keyboard.
1: Yeah, there's a great video of this guy. He's got, like, five tables in a circle and a little table next to the (laughs) side of it. It's on YouTube, and uh, he calls his chickens, and they all come running over and hop up on the tables, <laughs> and they proceed to, in an orderly fashion, without one passing up the other, hop from one table to the next around in a circle. And like you-
0: musical chairs kind of.
1: Right, and then he gets one to hop up on the table on the outside of the circle, and that has this little keyboard, (laughs) and one of the hens promptly starts banging out this little tune on the keyboard, and it's fantastic.
0: It's so cool. Yeah, it's really amazing.
1: So, let's see, what other... Stuff have we seen Oh,
0: Well they've taught them to use um, Colored cones and they walk Around the cones in a certain pattern Say like an infinity pattern Around each and then They'll change the color of the cone Replace it with a different one and then the chicken Will walk around the perimeter and they'll change A different color and the chicken Will walk back and forth between the cones So Mm -hmm. yeah they've um, I mean basically Chickens are motivated By food they love sure. food. This right. is how you train them to do most things.
1: It, and it, it could get pretty abstract, though. Like I saw one where um, there's a red button and a green button mm-hmm. and a red light or a green light will flash mm-hmm. right on, you know, below both of the buttons. Uh-huh. And if it flashes red, the chicken has to Peck the red one yeah. And if it flashes green it has to peck the green yeah. one And that's a little... it just nails it Every time mm-hmm. And it gets food
0: Yeah, That's pretty, that's, that's pretty Complicated because it's not just Training it oh always peck the red one It's like depending on certain Conditions you do this certain behavior And it has enough of a memory mm-hmm. To recall what it's Supposed to do in those different situations Pretty quickly too
1: Right and um you can also train them to come when they call, when they're called, of course. Mm-hmm. That's not a hard one. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> but I also saw that you can train them to stop,
0: really, which I've never seen
1: before. I
0: have never seen but, that. Tell me more about that.
1: Well, it's just to say that you can. Hmm. I and um. Well, I I want to get into this topic in a certain way. So, mm-hmm. um. Yeah, so those are some of the things that uh, you can teach chickens to do. And while none of that sounds like particularly fascinating, it's sort of once you understand the psychology behind why the chicken can do those things, you can make them do other things that sound more interesting.
0: You can get creative with that formula. Right.
1: Right. Right, but you understand the principles behind it. So mm-hmm. I thought that would be kind of an interesting thing to talk about. Oh, yeah. So um, one thing to understand, I think, you'll see people using in chicken training videos. Here's an interesting thing, actually. Let me back up. If uh, Did you see anywhere that the people that train dogs have training schools right yeah you, yeah, you go to dog training school I saw and that. those people they teach you how to be a dog trainer by starting you with chickens
0: and they say that chickens actually learn faster than dogs so it's easier to illustrate but, how the whole process works with the chicken
1: right yeah so chickens train dog trainers folks yeah isn't that interesting yeah but um, let's see and now I've forgotten where I was going after that but uh so you'll notice that a lot of the chicken training people use clickers which is just this little device that makes a loud click noise and the reason for that is that the clicker is consistent loud and simple mm-hmm. so it's easiest for it's it's easy for the chicken to become conditioned to it so for example every time i say amber um I might say it a little bit differently one way or the other like if I um I, this is going to sound ridiculous if I want you to run into the kitchen and you run outside I might go amber <laughs> or if I want you to come to me I might go amber mm-hmm. you know and it sounds slightly different and it's an important thing to understand when you're training animals that animals don't really understand words as concepts you know it's it just they learn to respond to sig certain signal patterns right so you want to say the same command consistently which is why when people little kids chase after dogs going stop stop the dog doesn't listen because it doesn't sound like the owner going stop Mm -hmm. you know so uh because the Or the dog doesn't hear uh, its name when it comes from one family member, but it does from the person that trained it. Because it doesn't really know my name is Fido. And there's like this idea of Fido. It knows that that noise means me. Yeah, you and know?
0: unlike humans, they can't decipher all the little nuances that we put meaning into the right. same word. So.
1: Right, so the clicker is just to make that all consistent. That noise always means act, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. you know,
1: or don't act or whatever you've conditioned the animal to do in that moment, you know. Mm-hmm. So in,
0: in the case of the chicken, it means I have food.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Usually Um, Mm -hmm. So One thing is that uh, You know You want to be conscious Of what that thing is for When you decide Am I going to train with a clicker Or not train with a clicker Because you might want to Use different words You might want to use Different tonalities You know Uh, And I'm talking about Training in general now Not just chickens So like think dogs Mm -hmm. When I'm talking about that um, but you know professional trainers use clickers, mm-hmm. scientists use clickers mm-hmm. because they're they're trying to control for things, yeah, you know um so there's that, and the important thing for people to understand is this idea that chickens animals don't really understand words mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, they don't understand um and to illustrate this uh when I'd get irritated with my dog I would you know you gosh darn you know Mm -hmm. I would say things that I'm not going to say on the show but um in this really nice sweet voice and my dog would sit there and go you know oh good (laughs) oh it's fun oh yeah Yeah, yay, he's proud of me and it was my way of like blowing off steam without you know upsetting the dog but uh (laughs) You know, because it doesn't understand the words. It understands tone, manner, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So it's important that you think about things in that term when you're training an animal. Um, And the other broad concept, and then maybe we can boil down into specifics, is that training isn't about making an animal do something unnatural. It's about using what the animal does naturally to get it to do what you want. You know, like a dog cannot be trained to do algebra, but it can be trained to follow, Mm -hmm. you know, carry Mm -hmm. things, uh, things that it can... behaviors that are extrapolations of what that animal does naturally. Mm So Mm -hmm. that's an... When you ask yourself, you know, what can I make my animal do, mm-hmm. get my animal to do, you have to think about that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you can train a chicken to run an obstacle course because there's an instinct there to go over certain terrains habitually where you know the food is. Mm-hmm. So once mm-hmm. you've trained that bird, running around like this equals getting food, yeah. it will do that, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there was a cool experiment where the chicken um, learned that if it went into a box with um, like a cactus or something, that the door on the left would have the food. And if it went into the box and there was a flower vase, it knew that the food was going to be located somewhere else. And the chicken could actually recall and remember and store this information so that it could um effectively get to the food as as quickly as possible without searching around. So they take advantage of that quality. Sure.
1: Think of being in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. This particular shape of plant equals hanging edible fruit. flowers way up high. Yeah. This particular shape equals hanging fruit. Yeah mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. So um yeah. Tactically speaking now, chickens respond to food. Mm-hmm. And That's their
0: main motivation when you're training them.
1: And um they respond particularly well to f- treats mm-hmm. that you know, you usually provide an incentive to commit yeah. an act with some sort of thing that it can't get under normal circumstances. And a lot
0: of people like to use um raisins and grapes, I guess are a really favorite food of the chickens and if you make Mealworms. sure If you make sure that they only get that when they're Mm -hmm. performing a certain task or if you just want to acclimate them to you and let them want your attention, you can train them in that very simple way that they only get the the treats when you're present.
1: And that's where training begins. You know, Mm -hmm. you can't train an animal that's afraid of you. Yes. So you have to start by getting your bird to be just totally used to you, Mm -hmm. you know, so... First you get, how I've always done it, is first you get the animal used to uh, just being around you mm-hmm. and then touching you, you know, yeah. and you feeding it, petting mm-hmm. it in a non-aggressive way, yeah. you know, um, gradually. they Most animals at a certain comfort level like scratches in places mm-hmm. where they can't reach themselves yeah. or they're... Whatever they've got for hands is not delicate enough to say scratch their eyelids, yeah, <laughs> you know, because they've they've got claws, right, yeah. so stuff like that, and then, um, I like to push the comfort zone a little bit, you know, so like lightly grabbing a hen around the neck, mm-hmm. this is like advanced like familiarity, yeah they you like
0: know? that the little spots where they can't reach like the back of their neck and underneath their chin. They actually really like to be touched there.
1: And then after you've gotten to the point where you can just walk right up and pick up the animal without it trying to run away, you know, um, you do things like carry it around on your arm, stuff like that. Yeah. Then you can move on to conditioning, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's basically doing a certain thing equals a reward, Mm -hmm. you know.
0: And eventually you remove the certain thing and they know to do the behavior without say the clicker. Well, you start, you don't have to make the clicker noise anymore. Uh You can remove this, the stimulus Uh, and then, yeah. And then they see the, they automatically, their, their mind is so associated that those two things, the sound, the stimulus and the reward are, are related that they, um, Automatically,
1: They're correlated. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. They become one and the same in the chicken's mind. So you don't, that's, that's when it becomes very mysterious to watch because the observer doesn't realize the way you accomplish this. And so it, it just looks really amazing to see this chicken choose a card or choose a certain color no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know, in a large group of objects, they always choose the red one no matter where it is. And, you know, it's, it's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I I saw chickens that ran obstacle courses with no payout at all. Mm-hmm. And then I saw chickens that the guy was feeding them constantly. Yeah. You know, and so that's how you start. You know, you get the chicken to run the obstacle course with by just <laughs> holding the food dish in front of it and occasionally paying out. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to pay out too much so that they lose the incentive, but you don't want to pay out so little that they don't correlate. The behavior with the reward,
0: and some of these people who have performed these research projects with the chickens, because they're actually studying these behaviors as well, say that after a while the chickens seem to—they of course are motivated by the food, but they say they seem to actually enjoy the challenge or the mm-hmm. game aspect of it too. Well, some pretty to do. cool, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so I I just sort of wanted to, you know, um, try to get people to think, you know, what fun stuff could I get to do with my chickens to do in the yard? You know, you could build them a little obstacle course. You could teach them. uh, There's one guy I saw. He trained this chicken to pull a wagon. Oh, my God. Because basically, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) whenever the chicken pulled on the string for the Uh wagon... The wagon rolled along, and then he just trained it that that pulling the string e- string equals getting a treat. Oh my gosh! So if it pulled the string all the way over, you know, all the way across the table, it got a treat. So wow. there's this chicken pulling along this little wagon.
0: That's pretty cool. It
1: was funny. <laughs> I, I like that.
0: That is really cool.
1: There's all kinds of. Uh... Oh, so tell them about the pianos.
0: Oh, yeah, this is one of the coolest ones I saw is that um, chickens have kind of a tendency to peck at, like, sparkly things or lights and stuff like that. Um, I actually had a little pet rooster that I used to use one of those cat toys with the the laser light, and the rooster Mm. would totally chase that all around. So um, you could take advantage of that. There's lots of children's and some adult keyboards, you know, often at thrift stores with A learning mode where it has like the music kind of the beat and everything in the background and then Mm -hmm. it has keys that light up and the idea is you're supposed to push down the key and that lights up and it teaches you how to play along to the song so
1: you get trained
0: yeah so I've seen uh, chickens playing the keyboard they'll Mm -hmm. play uh, I saw a chicken playing America the beautiful the most complicated one i saw which i thought was pretty hilarious wow um it played it pretty well um so i think that's one of the most amazing things you could do with the chicken i mean that's incredible yeah i mean there's a there's there is a woman who has a um chicken band
1: a band hmm. so a keyboardist what else
0: um i think she has a drummer
1: a drummer how
0: does that work? Mm, and...
1: A drum machine?
0: No. Um, the chickens... I, it's a foggy memory. You could probably find her online. I wish I had more specific details. But uh, she basically has a group of chickens, and they have instruments, and they don't play music very well. well but, you know, it's cool. The chickens...
1: Maybe they do.
0: Yeah, maybe if I were a chicken, You'd it might you think that was sound, rocking. I might think it's really awesome. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I need to put my chicken ears (laughs) on and listen to it again. But yeah, so these chickens sit at their little stations and they each play their own instruments. And she was going to take them on tour or something, I think. But she was going to be really respectful of the chickens and not have it be a a stressful, uh, crazy experience for them. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. Um, I want to teach my chickens to play the synthesizer.
1: Sure. Maybe you could have a band and an obstacle course or some sort of circus act, train that chickens to cool. throw around little hoops or
0: Oh, I did see someone who had taught their chicken to jump through a hoop. Sure. It, it they held up like it was like a little kid's hula hoop and the mm-hmm. chicken would jump through it and they'd get a treat. Sure. So that was cool. <laughs>
1: yeah. I never really did much of that sort of thing with my chickens, but I did train them to do useful things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's sort of, if you understand psychology and um, conditioning, you know, you can just do things repetitively to get the birds to do a certain thing, you know. Um, Throw food on the ground every night. In the chicken coop, if you want them to all run inside, you know. Sooner yeah. or later, they'll all run inside waiting for that food, mm-hmm. you know. Uh,
0: you don't have to chase them around the yard anymore.
1: Opening this gate means they get to go into this new area.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So when I go for the gate, they all run over.
0: I mean, everyone has probably experienced that their chickens all come running when they hear the crinkling of the food bag or the right. opening of the, the lid the can opener or is the whatever it is um, so it's basically just just that principle that's that's the um, the idea
1: right yeah there's these people that had it um, what was it it was like a grid of wood Pockets, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. um, That was covered with paper. Oh yeah, and had what was it again? It
0: had like stars, circles, and squares. And it was the scientists. It was a group, and they all had the task of training their chickens to peck one of the different symbols. Right. And uh, basically, how they did it was there was food underneath. Underneath, and then um, the chickens just learned to ignore all the other symbols and peck only the star or the square, and mm-hmm. they did a remarkable job. Sure. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Basically, the chicken has a little program in it that says if you can correlate something to food, then remember it.
0: You save energy, and yeah. that means survival.
1: Yeah. If the square had food last time, the square was more likely to have it this time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can take advantage of it. I saw... Um, the chick, that video of the chicken beating the guy at tic tac toe.
0: That was awesome.
1: That was so great. That was so right cool. after he got done saying how he graduated from college, folks. Yeah. In front of an audience, a large audience. Yeah. Oh well, I God. just graduated from college. Okay, you're going to play tic tac toe against this chicken and, and the lose. chicken wins. Oh. <laughs> ouch.
0: Burn. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Oh, man.
1: So, let's see. Is there anything else we want to cover on that subject? Of, I just want to see people train their chickens to do all sorts of crazy things. Yeah, you know, I kind of wish. outfits. Yeah. I mean, don't, uh, you know.
0: Keep the chickens comfort in mind. Sure. Course.
1: Sure. Don't make the outfits too tight.
0: No. Or too stupid looking.
1: And don't be stingy with the treats. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. Flaming hoops? Maybe not flaming hoops. Hmm.
0: Well, just, I don't know. I feel like uh, there's a whole world of chicken tricks that is unexplored using these sort of principles. And when I was looking around, and I think Shannon felt the same, we were like, gosh, we know that there's so much more you could do with this. And um, I think it's kind of just new uncharted territory. I think that... People are only recently realizing how clever um, chickens are, and not only can they be conditioned to do certain behaviors, they have more of a um, memory than people had previously thought. So, I think maybe as time goes on, we'll find chickens are capable of many things that we didn't think were possible, so...
1: I bet you could teach uh, them to play soccer
0: Yeah, please put it to the test See what your chickens are capable of
1: The food payout happens they When your really ball like goes it. into the little goal mm-hmm. You teach one Half of your oh flock my God. <laughs> You teach. Ha- see where I'm going with this oh, You teach yeah, one's half a your flock color. That they get a payout on one side And you oh, teach the yeah. other half of the flock That they get a payout on the other side oh my God, that's And such then you a give them idea. one ball
0: They would have so much fun doing that too <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know chickens love having their minds kind of stimulated. They, I think they so. enjoy it. You know, they like, I think, a you lot of animals, tell. do. You can tell. Whenever
1: you pull out anything different at all, they all yeah. want to run over and check it out.
0: Yeah. And there part of is that, that is, is I want creatures. food, but I think mm-hmm.
1: part of it is also, oh, that's different.
0: It's the joy of natural curiosity, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I that think that's, we that's there. we all have for our environments.
1: So, so I don't want to say too much about it because I haven't quite gotten things solid yet, but I think we might be having a special guest on the <clears throat> show Ooh. who is an expert in the Ooh. field of poultry behavior.
0: <gasps>
1: chicken psychologist.
0: Who's this? Uh,
1: I'm not going to say his name <gasps> right now. Okay. We got to wait and see. See,
0: it's such a secret. I don't even know about it.
1: That's true. Oh I God. haven't talked to you about that, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I do have an inside track. Oh, boy. Yeah, I do.
0: Very excited.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, is that it for.
0: Yeah, I mean. We want to wrap it up? Yeah, let's, let's wrap, wrap it up. It up.
1: <laughs> okay, folks. Uh, I just want to uh, hit once again. And uh, the social media stuff I'll just go over it briefly. please visit our website and uh, sign up for that. Um, check out our forum.:
0: We like to know people are enjoying. Let's this. start some conversations
1: okay. about chicken stuff. and of course, uh, we've got articles on the blog. Um, yeah, check out our website. And uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, please. Uh, leave us an iTunes review. Yeah, and, give us suggestions.
0: Uh, tell us what you'd like to hear more of, and sure, inspire us.
1: And you can also visit us on Facebook at the
0: Twin Beaks Chicken Church. Or if you just want to keep up to date with what Shannon and I are doing, um, just it's called Twin Beaks. It's our page.
1: And if you really want to just swim in the ocean of all things obscure chicken art, you can check out Amber's Pinterest mm, page.
0: And that's called Twin Beaks Chicken Podcast on there.
1: Okay, once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to episode 11 of the Twin Beaks Beaks Chicken (laughs) Podcast. Um, I'm Shannon. I'm Amber. And stay tuned for episode 12. See you next time. Profound insight and wonderful words of wisdom tonight from Spurslock McWaddles. We'd like to thank you for listening and remind you always to listen listen with respect to the wisdom of the chicken. Wisdom of the Chicken. Listen with respect to the wisdom of the Chicken. Listen with respect to the wisdom of the Chicken. That was Dave Alexander singing Listen with respect to the wisdom of the Chicken.